This week on Daily Hope, we're talking about your worldview, those sets of beliefs that you base your life on. Now, knowing your worldview is important if you want to follow Jesus, because if you have the wrong perspective on life, you're going to miss God's plan for your life. You can either choose your plan or you can choose God's plan, but you can't choose both. When you understand God's worldview, you understand grace. And you know what grace is? Grace is the fact that God knows every stupid mistake you're going to make in your life, and he still chose you, and he loves you, and he has a plan and purpose for your life, and he even weaves those mistakes, those difficulties, delays, dead ends, and disasters into his plan and purpose for you. That's the worldview you want to get, and you only get it from the Bible. I'm Rick, and I hope you'll join me today on Daily Hope as we look into the Bible to understand God's view of you. God's worldview will make a world of difference in your life. Today on Daily Hope with Pastor Rick Warren, we're in the final few days of the series called Reframing Your Worldview. This is part one of a message called, How Should I Live in This World? It's taken from various portions of Scripture. And now, here's Rick. Your worldview is the way you look at the world. It's the beliefs that you base all of your decisions on. Your worldview is how you see life, how you see death, how you see yourself. Your worldview includes how you see God and others and money and sex and the past and the present and the future and every area of life. Everybody has a worldview, whether they realize it or not. It's often unclarified, it's often unspoken, but everybody has a worldview. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a worldview. It is a way of seeing the world. And actually, there are seven major worldviews if you base your life on a faulty worldview. The results are disastrous because every idea has a consequence. Every idea has a consequence. Even the silly ideas of life waste your time and that wastes your life. So there's a consequence to literally everything you do. Now in the first week we talked about how it's not enough just to be sincere. And we talked about a number of different questions that why does it matter why I believe or what I believe? You can be sincere and be sincerely wrong. If I have a glass up here and I, it's filled with what I think is water and I'm sincere about it, I can drink it. If it's poison, it'll still kill me no matter how sincere I am. I made it on a false assumption. I based my decision on wrong or untrue data. So during this series, we looked at five different questions. The first question was, why does it matter what I believe? as a major difference in your life. Then we looked the second week at, how do I know what's true? How do I know what's real? We looked at five signs of truth decay in our society and five ways that you can know the truth, that you can actually test it, find out, is this really true? Is this really real? Does it square with reality? Then the third week we looked at where did I come from, which is a major implication in your worldview. The Bible says that God made it all, created everything. The Bible tells us that God thought of human beings first but made us last and that you were uniquely made. You're not an accident and you're made in God's image. And God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Then the next week we looked at how did the world get so messed up? And the fact is we live on a broken planet. 
We looked at the reason for that, which is our own sinful choices, and the result is we live in a broken planet where nothing works correctly. Nothing's perfect. No marriage, no person, no health. Nothing is perfect on this planet. We looked at why God is even allowing the broken planet to go on for a little bit longer and the rationale behind that. Then the next week we looked at what's the solution? What's the solution to all of the problems in the world? And we looked at a number of the major different solutions that have been offered that have all failed because honestly, the heart of the problem is a problem in the heart. It's, it's inside me. And you can't change the world by making a law to change the world. That doesn't work. You have to change people on the inside. And we looked at how God changes us on the inside and how the five things that Jesus did on the cross are what changes us. And they're the answers to the problems in our world. Now, based on all that we looked at, I want to come back and do this last final week on so what? And then, in other words, how am I supposed to live in this world once I have a Christian worldview? How do I turn my creeds into deeds? How do I have what I know affect what I do? How does my belief, how do my beliefs change my behavior? In other words, what am I going to do about what I know? How should I live in this world? Well, fortunately, God sent us a model on how to live in this world. Look at the very first verse there on your outline. 1 John 2, 6 says this. Anyone who says he is a Christian should live as Christ did. Well, duh, it's kind of obvious. And yet we don't do it. We call ourselves followers of Christ. We call ourselves believers and we call ourselves Christians, but we don't always live the way Jesus did. Now, the big question then is, well, if, if I'm to be in the family of God, I'm to live as Jesus Christ did. How do you do that? What does it mean to live as Jesus did? Well, if you've ever wondered that question, you picked a good week to come to church. Because I, this week, went through everything written about Jesus Christ in the Bible, read it all, read every word that Jesus has said that's recorded, and summarized it for you tonight. It is summarized in 10 mega truths, 10 mega themes, 10 values. So what I'm going to give you tonight is cliff notes on the life of Jesus Christ. This is the 10 things that Jesus did in his life that he wants you to do in your life, which is how you should live in this world. And we're going to look at these 10 truths, these 10 values. And as we look at them, I think you'll probably be amazed, just like I was, at how counterculture they are, how opposite of what the world says Jesus says to do. Jesus Christ is the perfect model for living. And he not only showed us how to do it, he gave us specific instructions. One of the things that's unique about tonight's message is that every single verse on, on your outline is a direct quote from Jesus. If you had a red letter edition of the Bible where all the words of Jesus are in red, this entire outline would be in red because they're all verses basically from Jesus Christ on what it means to live. Now, how do I learn to live like Jesus Christ? Well, you have to build certain values in your life, and here they are. Number one, to live like Jesus means to live with discernment. To live with discernment. Now, what that means is you evaluate things. You test things. You are discerning. You don't just automatically accept what somebody tells you. You check it out. You don't automatically accept the world's values. You're not sucked in by popular culture and 
just because it's mentioned on some talk show or it's on the cover of People magazine or people think it's hip or cool or, you know, whatever, that it's okay. No, you check it out. You are discerning. You evaluate everything. And you ask things like, is this the truth? Does this square with reality? Is it God's worldview? Or is it just the most passing fad? Paul once says in the book of Romans, he says, don't become so comfortable with your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. And that's what Jesus is saying here. He says, I want you to think about the kind of life you're living. You need to be discerning. Now notice here, Jesus in John chapter seven says this, don't be nitpickers, but use your head and heart to discern what is right to test what is authentically true. Now he's saying here, I don't want you to be a cynic. I don't want you to be a skeptic. I don't want you to be a nitpicker, a legalistic crank who runs around talking about how everything's awful in the world. I don't want you just criticizing everything, but he says, I do expect you to use your brain. God gave you a mind and you are to use it and you are to be discerning and not just automatically believe everything that you hear or see or experience in life. He said, don't be a nitpicker, don't be a cynic, but use your mind. Let me give you an assignment. Sometime I want you to go back and read through the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the books that tell the most about Jesus. And as you read those gospels, Find out how many times Jesus uses the phrase, watch out. It's one of his favorite phrases. Jesus says, watch out. And I'm not going to spoil all the fun for you, but he tells you a number of things to watch out for. For instance, did you know that Jesus says, watch out for people who can take you into court? It's just one of the things he says to watch out for. And if you watch out for the things Jesus says to watch out for, you're going to be a lot wiser. Now, depending on your translation, it may say, beware. It may say, be careful. It may say, guard yourself. But he's just saying, you need to be discerning. You don't just let things flow into your mind. Now, the problem is, we are bombarded now by, by media. You know, radio, television, uh, you know, uh, internet, and uh, iPods, and, you know, and on and on and on. We've got media around us, billboards and movies and everything is constantly hitting us. And after a while, you kind of let your guard down and you start letting stuff into your mind that you wouldn't even agree with, that you know is wrong. And you just allot it in because there's so much media. For instance, have you ever found yourself singing a song uh, with words that are the exact opposite of your values? got a catchy tune and you're, you know, you're going, you know, well, I want to get drunk and sleep around tonight. I go, well, I'm a pastor. I probably shouldn't be singing that. <laughs> you know, it's like got a catchy tune and you, and, and what's happening? Somebody's putting their worldview in my mind because it's got a catchy tune or you, you know, today we have a thing called entertainment and I just wonder what's so entertaining about it. A lot of entertainment is watching people do do stuff that you know is wrong and you'd never do it yourself. You know, go sleep around with somebody else's husband or wife or, you know, uh, get drunk and shoot up a bunch of people. Or We watch stuff all the time that you would never do yourself and call it entertainment.
And so Jesus just says, oh, you just need to be discerning and know what you're allowing in your mind. That's Rick Warren with just a portion of today's message called, How Should I Live in This World? from the series Reframing Your Worldview. We'll continue with more in just a moment. But first, be sure to check out rickwarren.org where you can sign up for Pastor Rick's free Daily Hope devotional. And thousands of folks just like you benefit from Rick's personal and practical emails each day. So why not sign up and be encouraged? And while you're at rickwarren.org, you can listen to his latest message, you can connect with him on Facebook and Twitter, or shop in our online store which has tons of resources to help your walk with God. So find us online today at rickwarren.org. There's more Daily Hope with Pastor Rick Warren in just a moment. The book, entitled The Good Life by Pastor Rick's friend and mentor, the late Chuck Colson, asks the hard existential questions like, is there absolute truth? Where do we come from? What does it mean to live a good life? And more. In this revised version, Rick teamed up with Chuck and laid out six truth-filled, easy-to-follow lessons that will sharpen your Christian worldview, motivating you to live out your ministry of service and your mission to an unbelieving world. The Good Life by Chuck Colson is our gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope radio broadcast. Request your copy when you call 800-600-5004 or visit rickwarren.org. Once again, here's Rick Warren. Today we have a thing called entertainment. And I just wonder what's so entertaining about it. A lot of entertainment is watching people do do stuff that you know is wrong and you'd never do it yourself. You know, go sleep around with somebody else's husband or wife or, you know, uh, get drunk and shoot up a bunch of people. Or We watch stuff all the time that you would never do yourself and call it entertainment. And so Jesus just says, oh, you just need to be discerning and know what you're allowing in your mind. I mean, let's, let's just take a little survey here of intelligence. How many of you believe everything you read in the newspaper? Yeah, I knew you were smart. How many of you believe everything you read in magazines, uh, you hear on the radio, you watch on the TV, and you see it movies? Yeah. How many of you would say, I believe everything God says is true? Okay. Here's the question. Why do we spend more time listening, watching, and reading something we don't believe than something we do? Hmm. Next point. I mean, you got it, right? I don't have to drill it in, right? Get it? Good. Live with discernment. The Bible says this. Look at that next verse. The Bible says, make sure that the light you think you have is not really darkness. See, a lot of times you may be thinking, well, I'm I'm doing the right thing here, but you may be operating off the world's value system that's so been programmed into your mind through radio, television, movies, and books, you're brainwashed. And you just automatically think, well, it's the right way to do it. And so he says, make sure that the light you think you have is not really darkness. Be discerning. Second thing, if you're going to live like Jesus Christ, you've got to learn to live with integrity. Live with integrity. Now, what is integrity? Most people do not understand this word. In fact, if you ask them to give you a synonym, they'd say, well, integrity means being honest. It means telling the truth. Well, yeah, that's part of it. Telling the truth is a part of integrity. But integrity means a whole lot more than being honest. What integrity means is 
wholeness. Wholeness. I mean, it's all together. It comes from the word integral, integrated, integer or integer, a a one unit in mathematics. It means it's all the whole. It's the opposite of compartmentalizing your life. What integrated or integrity means is your life is all the same. That you don't act one way with one group of people. Like this is how I act at church and this is how I act with my you know, golfing buddies. This is how I act at work. And this is how I act at home. And this is how I act over here when nobody knows it's me. And you wear different masks and you fake it and you pretend and you play roles and you're a hypocrite. That is a lack of integrity. It's when you, you segment your life. You know, you can be honest and still lack integrity. Why? Because you could be an honest in one area and have another area of your life you're in total denial about that's all messed up. And just because you're honest in one area doesn't mean you have integrity because that's involving every area of your life. You don't compartmentalize your life. You remember a few months ago we talked about the Titanic myth. That before the Titanic all of the boats made had one integrated hull they were all you know one unit and so that if a boat or a ship ran into an iceberg it knocked a hole in it the water came in and it sunk the ship so the titanic was supposedly unsinkable because they got this idea we'll just compartmentalize the hull and we'll put it into segments and therefore if the ship happened to run into an iceberg it could theoretically take on water in a certain number of compartments but it wouldn't sink the ship Now, that sounds logical, but friends, a hole in the boat is a hole in the boat is a hole in the boat. It's going to sink eventually. It's like, let's say you and I are in a rowboat out fishing and I pull out, you know, a drill at my end and I start drilling a hole in the boat. You go, what are you doing? I said, well, it's my end of the boat. I'm not hurting you. You know, this is not your, you know, this is just my own thing. You say, he's going to sink the whole boat. A hole in the boat's going to sink the boat. And you may be saying, well, I'm drilling a hole right now, but it's not going to sink my family or it's not going to sink my business. It's just one little segment of my life. You are dead wrong. And when you compartmentalize your life into, you know, this is my reading life and this is my secret life and this is my business life, You are setting yourself up for a lack of integrity because it's not all integrated. Now, it's not easy to do to live a a life of integrity today because everything in society teaches us to put our lives in segments. PTA over here and this over there and this over here. I saw it just this week in two very extremes. Uh, I got up at 445 in the morning to fly up to San Francisco, got back at midnight that night. I had meetings with five different groups of CEOs in the city of San Francisco. A bunch of tech CEOs from the Silicon Valley and a bunch of financial CEOs and different groups like that. But before I went and had those meetings with the CEOs, I went over to San Quentin to speak to the prisoners and to celebrate the completion of the first 40 days of purpose at San Quentin Prison. And the inmates there that had completed it, we, you know, signed all their books and you know had a great time with them and I met with the warden and they've allowed uh, 40 days of purpose will be repeated every quarter four times a year in San Quentin 5,000 prisoners over 600 on death row 
and we're going to do 40 days of purpose there and they are going to allow a celebrate recovery into San Quentin prison. So it's a terrific thing. That's Rick Warren with Daily Hope. In a moment, Rick will be back to share a closing thought. But first, check out the Daily Hope website, rickwarren.org, after today's broadcast. Log on there and you can get today's entire message, the message series, get message notes, social media links, and sign up for Rick's free Daily Hope devotional, which is wonderful. Log on now at rickwarren.org. Also, we'd love to let you know about a special gift we have to say thanks for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. It's a powerful book by the late Chuck Colson called The Good Life. Pastor Rick shares in the foreword of this helpful book that Chuck was relentless in his pursuit of truth in every area of life. And Chuck brings this passion to bear in The Good Life as he helps you answer hard existential questions like, Is there truth? Is it knowable? What difference does it make? What does it mean to live a good life? Chuck asks and answers these questions in a way that can literally change your life and the lives of those around you. The Good Life is our gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. So please request your copy when you call us today, 1-800-600-5004. And if you could, please consider giving just a little more today to help support this program in your area. We are 100% supported by listeners just like you. So we really appreciate your gifts, prayers, calls, emails, your testimonies, and more. And we would love the chance to pray for you, too. So give us a call today at 1-800-600-5004. And now here's Pastor Rick with a final thought for today. When I read about the life of Jesus in the Gospels, one of the things that impresses me the most is how he could see through situations. He instinctively knew when people were trying to con him, trap him, or distract him. He was a man of great discernment. And if you want to be like Jesus, you're going to have to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you the character quality of discernment. Having discernment means you evaluate things. You don't just automatically accept what somebody tells you. You just check it out. You don't get suckered in by popular culture. Even if it's mentioned by somebody you respect or it's on a talk show or a magazine cover, or even if everybody says it's cool, you still check it out. You ask questions like, is this really true? Does it square with reality? How does this fit into God's worldview, to God's perspective on life? Is this a wise thing? In the message version of Romans 12, verse 2, the Apostle Paul says, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God, readily recognize what he wants from you, and quickly respond to it. Now, that's a snapshot of what it means to have discernment. Jesus said it like this in John 7, 24, don't be nitpickers, but use your head and heart to discern what is right and test what is authentically true. Jesus is talking about discernment. In essence, what he's saying is, I don't want you to always be nitpicking everything. I don't want you to be a legalistic crank, running around criticizing everybody and everything, being judgmental. But he says, I do expect you to use your brain. I do expect you to test things. Just because you hear it or you read it or somebody says it doesn't mean it's the truth. Now, let me ask you a little quiz. Do you believe everything you read in the newspaper? Of course not. Do you believe everything you see on TV or hear on the radio? No. Do you believe everything in every blog on the internet? Of course not. Question. Do you believe everything 
you read in the Bible is true? Well, yes. So then here's the follow-up. Why do we spend more time watching, listening to, and reading the things we don't believe than the thing we do? Why are we filling our minds with questionable information when something we know is always true is right there in front of us, and we don't spend that much time in it? If you want to learn to live with discernment, you've got to learn to live in the Word. Luke 11.35, the Bible says, Make sure that the light you think you have is not really darkness. Think about that one. Make sure that the light you have is not really darkness. How do I know whether it's darkness or light? Turn to the Word of God. I'm Rick, and I hope you'll continue to join me as we look at the Word of God for our daily hope. God bless you. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you.